On today's podcast, we talk about the process that we take our clients through. So if you were ever curious how we do what we do, the structure we have with our program, what it all entails, the goals of each phase, what food looks like, what exercise looks like, we dive into it. So you get a little bit of our secrets, maybe not all of them, but you get a little bit of the secrets behind how what we do works. Live your life within the moment, moment. And don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is we'll get older. Happy Monday, everyone. You are back on the food code with Liz and Becca. I'm curious. What has your favorite episode been so far? Oh. Or what topic requests do you all have? Because we love doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a passion project for us. But I would just love to know, what do you want more of? Any specific topics, questions? You can submit those at fitmomlife.com backslash ask. Yeah, we, uh, you know, Liz and I try to go off of what questions people have for us or things that we see commonly, maybe things that we're studying at the time or like researching or whatever it might be. Um, And I think that what we really try to do is a nice blend of mindset, you know, um, more basic nutritional fitness stuff combined with the more sciencey, you know, the functional health factors of blood work and gut and a hormone and a detoxification and testing and all of the, you know, the, the depths that you can get into with that. Um, and we try to obviously keep all of that at a very understandable and relatable level. Um, but hopefully that's what you get from this podcast. Uh, I think that's kind of our purpose is to have a nice blend of all of it. Um, we, we do our best. I like to believe that we're pretty easy conversationalists. Um, Liz and I can talk all day, much to my husband's dismay. <laughs> Does he get annoyed? He's like, are you talking to Liz again? Are you talking to her on multiple platforms? <laughs> Stay out of our business. <laughs> like we have so many things to talk about. We literally just had probably 20 conversations in a 10 minute walk. <laughs> and it really starts with, hey, remind me on office hours tomorrow to a spiral of conversation about three other clients. Okay, wait, back to the original comment I was going to make. <laughs> Two kids stuff, travel stuff, (laughs) husband stuff, who knows? It's so random. We just have a lot to talk about, which I think is a mark of great friends, Mm -hmm. um, business partners. And, you know, something that I heard the other day about entrepreneurship in particular, um, by the way, my computer is disgusting. Um, I really need to clean it. Uh, My laptop is, my beautiful desktop is not my brand new beautiful desktop. Um, You heard something about... Oh, I heard something about entrepreneurs the other day. And it's basically like, you just have to stay in the game the longest. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's about just continuing to stay in the game. Because a lot of people have big ex- expectations or hopes. It was like the three E's, the three evil E's of entrepreneurship. And number one was expectations. And it was like, I expect the business to be at a million dollars next month when you're at like $100,000 this month type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, emotions was another one, letting your emotions drive your decisions versus like sleeping on things, you know, thinking things through. We should take that advice. (laughs) (laughs) We should take that advice. I am slightly impulsive. Um, And I think in the best way, I like to believe. Uh, I can't remember what the third one was, but it was talking about how 
entrepreneurs, like the people that survive in entrepreneurship are the people that just last. You just continue to, you continue to find ways to grow and build. Um, so yeah, I was just interesting. We, I feel like we are a good match together um, because we build ourselves up. We help each other mm-hmm. out when we are feeling very burned out or frustrated or whatever. I would never last in this business without Liz. That's for sure. I was just <clears throat> wrapping up a course mentor ship with the nutrition uh, nutritional therapy association and it was business Q&A so as we're recording this this is a few weeks in advance but Monday was business Q&A Thursday I'm presenting uh during like the mass the big class whatever um and so we have students like all over the world and so you know a lot of the questions that I got was marketing pricing getting yourself out there you know all of these things and you know one of the things that I said several times is like I'm very blessed to have a business partner that we bounce things off of each other we've now grown our team you know we lean into the knowledge and education of our other practitioners like hey give me a second set of eyes on these things or tell me if I'm like totally incorrect in this thinking or here's a complex case we all put our brains together because no one knows everything. And, um, it's so true. I mean, I think I probably would have quit a long time ago. I actually tried before meeting Becca, I tried to build, um, a six month program and I had hired a business coach and everything. Uh, but unfortunately halfway through that, my mom got her diagnosis of ALS. So I pulled back on everything. And I think timing, you know, also just really matters because we met like shortly after, uh, she passed, right? No, she passed in 2017. We met in 2017. We met, we met in 2017. Yeah. It so must hard. have been, because obviously you would have told me, like, it was after she passed. You would have told me something was going on. I don't remember yeah. you mentioning it. So anyways, no, this was like early on. So she had, she was diagnosed ALS. I remember it was somewhere around Thanksgiving um, the year prior because my husband's grandma passed away. We were like literally at the hospital when I was on the phone with my mom because his grandma was passing away and then she passed in December of 2017. So anyways, um, yeah. So I, I tried to, and I kept telling art, like even all of these click funnel conferences we would go to, like, just feel like something's missing, you know? And then Becca and I met and then, you know, kind of things just kind of spiraled from there. But anyways, so what we're going to talk to you guys about today is like the evolution, um, of, you know, what we do uh, within our program, because I think there's so many people out there who have all these fancy sales pages and they promise all of these things. Um, and that's fantastic, right? Uh, you know, you have a program and you have results and it works. Um, we do as well, but we aren't necessarily out there putting before and after pictures all over the place because there's so much more that we do than just weight loss. And when someone's not losing weight, there's a few reasons underlying dysfunction, lack of consistency and adherence, uh, you know, to the plan, um, you know, or that there are just things that we haven't identified yet. Um, and that's our job is to be detectives. Um, you know, I, I loved how, uh, Dr. Wolfson was talking about doctor of cause, right? I'm thinking I want to be a detective of cause. I'm not a doctor, but pretty mm-hmm. damn good. Um, you know, functional nutritionist, I think. And so we want to be a detective here to identify what can we do to get to and address the root cause. And so that's what we do. Um, and throughout the time that you're working with us with a practitioner, we have very structured strategic phases that we take people through. And yes, this looks very different from person to person. Someone actually asked me about group coaching and I just basically was transparent. I said, we've tried it a few different times. Mm -hmm. We didn't love it as practitioners. I don't think it was, you know, the best 
way for us and what the work that we do and other people might do a program. I just don't see how it could work when you're working on individual things, you know, that are very nuanced. Uh, I just don't see how a group coaching program would work. I can see group coaching programming working in a very general, basic foundational mm-hmm. habits fashion. So people that just want to work on their habits. Um, sure. I think it can be a huge benefit. Uh, people like community, they like accountability and there's kind of like a low barrier to entry there. Um, and I think that, you know, it works. I, we see it work in some of the yeah. peers that we've had across the years. Um, the p- types of population that we work with are a little, I'd say next level in terms of what they are experiencing symptom wise, potentially. Um, and they want to, they want to dig deeper. Yeah. They, they have that desire, uh, out of whether it's desperation because they feel so awful um, or they're just really, really, because I have a couple clients like this, you know, they came in with some symptoms for sure, but they more so just like are really interested in their health. Um, And, you know, we can relate to that. Liz and I are the same way. And so uh, when you are working with very specific symptoms, um, you need to be in an individual mindset. Uh, It's impossible to address that in a group situation. So what we want to talk about today is like Liz was saying, the process that we take clients through, this is not going to be specifics. This is going to be kind of the phases of our process. Um, You know, we have mentors that are amazing that have helped us build this. We have used our own experiences to kind of you know, make it our own per se. Um, and each of our practitioners works through it in their own specific ways, but we have a structure because you need a structure. You cannot just randomly be addressing different symptoms and systems and all of that. Um, and I would say what has probably grown over the years for us is how this looks. Um, you know, we used to work a lot more on nutrition habits, stuff like that. And now we are much more into true healing um, and getting to the root cause of things. And so uh, when you do that, you have to have a system that approaches and addresses all root possibilities. Um, You know, if someone has, for example, a bunch of digestive issues, you can't just address the gut. You have to address all of the other systems that affect the gut. You have to address the thyroid, the liver, the adrenals. And so that is what our process does. Um, and it's very specific in the order that it goes. Um, and so we will talk kind of like overview of this uh, in terms of the goals of each phase, the food aspects of each phase, the exercise, the lifestyle, all that kind of stuff um, so that you guys can get an idea. Because I think Liz and I have both mentioned on our own journeys, on our stories, on Instagram and stuff like that. And a lot of people have asked oh, I'm really curious about this carb cycling or like, what are you doing in terms, why, you know, why are you carb cycling? What's the purpose? So we thought we'd just kind of expand it into our whole process um, and the why behind it, uh, why it works um, and give you guys an idea. Cause I think a lot of people are curious. Um, and even for our current clients, I think this will be helpful for them to understand. You know, we do explain this. We have a lot of resources that explain it, but Sometimes it just helps to hear helps it. to hear it a different way. Sometimes in different ways, for sure. I mean, especially when you're so excited. You know, for example, someone's coming in. We're running their lo- blood work, and we're doing a full lab review. For me, when I'm explaining lab work to a client, and we're really digging deep, sometimes that can spiral into like a 30, 40 minute conversation mm-hmm. because they're like, "Wow, no one has ever explained this to me before." You know, or we're comparing past labs that they've had and concerns. And we're looking at how things have either gotten better or gotten worse and how we're going to address those things and why this is so important. Because I'm the type of person, this is just me. I need data to tell me just like I need a coach to tell me. So Beck and I are both working, you know, with our own mentors right now. And 
I have the information, but the way that he has structured my plan is quite different. I mean, he is next level. And so I'm even learning through that process, but I wouldn't do it if I didn't have somebody to be accountable to. That's just me, right? If I didn't have lab work to tell me that, you know, I really needed to take action on X, Y, and Z or an MRT to tell me to remove things that I know were kind of making me gassy. For example, whey protein came back. And for a long time I was making, you know, my first form mug cakes and, you know, I cried over it for a little bit and then I got over it, but I don't have any gas anymore. So that's great. This is a, you know, uh, last year. So I just need somebody to tell me what to do and to hold me accountable. And data also helps us adhere, I think, you know, if you're like me. So we do this lab work, uh, work up before we have an onboarding call. And then that gives us more information beyond their symptoms because what we need to understand about symptoms is yes, they are signs. And yes, there are some telltale indications, bloating, telltale indication, you got something going on in the gut. But when we think about other things, um, brain fog, joint pain, fatigue, sleep issues, thyroid, that can be stemming from a lot of different things, right? Um, and when hormones come to play, we talked about this on the hormone cascade, sometimes with estrogen, you have the similar symptoms of low to high hormones, right? So we got to test, we don't want to guess. So we always start with blood work first and we do an extensive workup. It's far beyond what you're just getting at your annual checkup. Okay, because we need to see insulin. We need to know if there's any level of insulin resistance. We want to see homocysteine for methylation and detoxification and a variety of things. So then we're going through this first step, the cleanse process. Okay. And now because we've had the lab work done and we have the symptoms, you know, in front of us from their intake form, we're going to tailor their supplementation and their plan, the type of cleanse that they're going to go through. But overall, the goals with the cleanse is to number one, upregulate liver detoxification. If you listen to our podcast on, you know, weight loss, you got to look to the liver. Your liver does so much for you. You always need to be thinking about supporting your liver, even if you don't have symptoms. Nourish your adrenals to help you manage stress, but also at the same time, cleanse and calm down and flush out as much stress as we possibly can. This is where we're working to lower inflammation. We're doing more of an elimination Mediterranean diet for a period of time. At the same time, we're working to upregulate your metabolism, nourish your thyroid, the master of your metabolism, and really fire that up so that when we get into the next phase, we're prepared. Um, we want to improve mitochondrial function and your cellular energy. Everything in the body starts at the cellular level. You can never forget the mitochondria. We see this a lot, um, I think, missed in other programs. Um, we're also focusing on drainage and detoxification pathways, draining the bathtub of as much toxins and again, inflammation, you know, bacteria, flushing some of those things out, releasing, um, you know, proper amounts of stomach acid and bile and all of these things that we need to absorb our nutrients, but also to detoxify from the foods that we consume. Okay. So we're, we're working on motility. You, we don't want you backed up. We don't want you constipated, right? In this process, we would actually rather you be more loose stool or erring on the side of loose stool than being backed up. Because if you're backing up in the colon, that's the bottom of your drainage funnel. It's going to back up all the other systems. We also want to support your sleep and reset your circadian rhythm. So we're going to do a podcast coming soon all about your internal body clock because sleep and circadian rhythm um, are definitely important, but every organ in the body has its own circadian rhythm. So we're working to reset that, improve your blood sugar regulation and balance, improve estrogen metabolism, especially flushing out excess estrogen and then calming the nervous system down. So what does that look like? How do we do it? Yeah. And I, th I think in general, the main purpose of the first phase is to expedite detoxification abilities. Um, 
it, if you try to do anything with the body before making sure that the body is draining and detoxing properly, you're going to end up with a whole host of sickness and symptoms. Um, that is when people like try to do a gut protocol and get horrible reactions. It's likely because you have not supported the first phase that has to happen, which is drainage and detox. In this phase alone, we see an improvement in like 50 plus percent of symptoms for most people. Um, sure, there are people that are, there's a lot deeper stuff going on, but this phase is only about three to four weeks for our clients. Um, it's kind of like a reset per se. Uh, and we see a large improvement in a lot of symptoms and kind of gets rid of a lot of surface level stuff. So we give our clients uh, basically a meal plan um, to eat off of. It is, like Liz was saying, it's Mediterranean-based. It is an elimination diet of sorts. So there's no gluten, no soy, no dairy, no corn, no caffeine, no alcohol. Um, but it is not low calorie. That, that is one thing that people need to understand. When you are trying to support detox, you need to eat. And so we don't tell clients how many calories are in their plans because <laughs> that's for us to know. They don't need to know. They just need to be told what to eat. Um, <laughs> And, but you're feeding the client up, essentially, based on where they're coming in, their BMR, their daily energy expenditure, all that stuff. Um, you are eating about 15 servings of fruits and vegetables a day, which is much more than most people eat. Um, it's like 55 plus grams of fiber. Um, you li we typically limit FODMAPs. We sometimes will limit histamines um, and oxalates for people, which are types of food groups. Um, FODMAPs can be very irritating to uh to the gut in terms of gas and bloating. Um, histamines can be very irritating in terms of the immune system. Um, and for some people like that are constipated or stuff like that, we find histamines can be related to that a lot. Um, so there's just some things that we will, we will adjust based on the person and their symptoms. Um, and then it is pretty much all seafood, wild caught fish, uh, only organic, fresh if you can. Um, there is some amounts of turkey in there for people just because a lot of people do not want to eat fish at every meal. Um, but there is no chicken, there's no beef, there is no eggs in this phase. Um, all common irritants for certain people and also digestively chicken takes longer to digest. And when you are speeding up detox, we don't have time for that. So yeah. And so I just want to clarify here, we are not removing or demonizing. No, no, no. Eggs, red meat, dairy, all of those things. This is a temporary phase, anywhere between two and four weeks for the individual. Mm -hmm. So Again, we're thinking about someone who's coming in very compromised. They don't have high levels of stomach acid. Mm -hmm. A lot of our gals coming in are on proton pump inhibitors and weaning off of proton pump inhibitors, which directly suppresses their stomach acid levels. So we know there's you know already digestive insufficiencies here. That's why we're doing this intentionally. And then as we start to rebuild and we get into the conditioning and the calibrating phases, we bring those things back in. So just wanted to clarify that. We're not telling people that you can only no, live no, off no. of shrimp and uh, fish and turkey forever. One of yeah. my girls was like, if I have to eat turkey again. <laughs> I was like, don't worry. We're bringing in other things yes. back in. After the first few weeks, you bring a lot of stuff back in. Um, we utilize tea during this phase a lot. Uh, tea is very healing. We typically use peppermint and dandelion root often. Um, sometimes we'll use marshmallow tea uh, in the gut phase to help with the gut. Um, there's a lot of different uh, licorice tea, if people are really adrenally taxed, um, we can use that for helping with energy. Um, apple cider vinegar is often used during this phase, uh, unless we see negative effects right away with it and suspect like ulcers or something like that. Um, but we'll do apple cider vinegar, which is very good in terms of anti-inflammatory. It helps insulin sensitivity. It helps lower, uh, increase HDL cholesterol levels, aids in detoxification, we do a lot of water, um, mm. lots of water and not just water, but electrolytes and sodium. So if you are electrolyte depleted, you will dump sodium outside of the cell 
and in turn, you will feel watery and puffy and bloated. If you are hydrated with adequate electrolytes, that water and sodium goes into the cell, you feel lean and smaller. And so people need to understand it is imperative. Electrolytes are imperative to draw water inside the cell. I've actually seen more people on social media lately talking about how electrolytes and this whole movement towards electrolytes is like not necessary. Oh, great. I was like, you got to be kidding me. It has, I have seen, if there was one thing that I have seen drastic improvement from that's so simple, it's electrolytes. Yeah. Hydration and electrolytes. Yeah. So when we think about someone drinking large amounts of water and just peeing it out, you're not utilizing it, right? You can often feel waterlogged. You can feel very puffy and maybe you feel like I'm overly full. It's because you're not utilizing the hydration. You need electrolytes. You need salt. You need other minerals, sodium and potassium to draw the water intracellularly and utilize it. When you think about water pills and other prescription medications, things like Lasix, that pulls water not just like out of your areas where you might be pitting. It also pulls water out of your organs. Water is the most vital nutrient to life. I'm not going to rant at you guys for the 50th time on the podcast about drinking adequate water, but it's really important that most of your beverages have some form of electrolytes in them. Now, we understand, I mean, hands down, LMNT all day for Becca and I, we understand that it can get a little bit pricey. We would recommend doing uh, one, use our code because you get about a half a box free every time that you order from them, but two, get like the four box bundle and it's a little bit cheaper. Mm -hmm. Um, you can do things like Redmond Relight. There's just not a lot of sodium in there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for some people that might be a better option for you, but you could also just add a pinch of, you know, sea salt to that if you wanted, but you need these minerals to pull water intracellularly. We've done many other podcasts on minerals before, but hands down. Yeah. Energy cravings. I literally have no cravings anymore, except for my rice cake. I really like my crunchy rice cake in the morning. And my rice. I, it's, it's been a game changer for my energy because mm-hmm. I'm very low adrenal. That's like my MO with my body being super stressed from the past and sensitive to that. I have noticed such a huge improvement in my energy in the morning when I have it first thing, which I do every day. Um, and then the last thing in this phase, and this kind of kind of going to kind of be how we structure these things is like, what is the diet like? What is exercise like? What is the purpose? Um, we actually remove exercise during this phase for the most part. Uh, I usually remove it entirely for the first week. Um, and then, you know, walking in nature, yoga, but not that like hot, intense, sweaty yoga. I'm talking about like restorative stretching yoga um, and just relaxing, sleeping more. Um, after the first week, I might put in like one or two very light, moderate, like four or five out of 10 on a scale of intensity type body weight, lightweight workouts um, that we actually provide the client because uh, I want to control because people, people don't listen. Yeah, and- listen, now, there, there, <laughs> there are some clients, listen, if you're out there and you're like, I didn't get workouts. Well, maybe you didn't get workouts because you overtrain. Uh, maybe you didn't get workouts because right now the main thing is just getting you to walk. I love you all very, very much. Every person is unique. Uh, so I just want to say like, if you didn't get a workout plan, it might be because the bigger fish to fry right now is just getting you to do the walks consistently outside. You know, the funny thing is when I did the flush myself with my coach, she gave me workouts to do twice a week. I did them for the first week. And then I was like, you know what? I actually feel better not doing them right now. Mm-hmm. And it was, the, it was the phase of my life. And so I, I challenge you, be open to yeah. it. Because I, I was not a year ago when I was in a place where I needed it. And I could tell my body felt really good with it. I was, very, I was like, okay, I'm going to embrace this. 
I'm mm-hmm. going to spend the time doing other things that are enjoyable, that make me happy. Um, yeah. And I actually felt really good. And then getting back into it felt really good. Yeah. So I think we've talked about it, you know, on the podcast or Instagram or whatever. We did the cleanse ourselves a few months ago, but I didn't stop training. I didn't either. You didn't stop training. Um, and so now I'm on a 10 to 14 day, like, you know, really strict, but I do have two workout options. Um, what I've really noticed is my recovery scores are like 91, 95 right mm-hmm. now. Holy moly. My sleep is better. I love the slowdown in the morning. I actually was thinking this morning, how did I do 75 hard and phase one and all of this stuff? Like maybe my husband will tell me if I was just like a crazy person during that time, because I feel like I would have had to be on speed to get all of those things done because the morning time I'm just loving right now. Like oh, I wasn't amazing. stressed. Mark and I, Marcus and I went out to the garage. He said, mommy, will you teach me yoga? I said, yeah. Cause I need my stretching routine. Mm-hmm. He woke up early and I was like, this is so nice not to have to stress. Also not to have to stress my husband out to get up at four 30 to be back by five 40 so that I can get to CrossFit by six right. to get, you know, home. And so, yeah, it's, it's really nice right now. Now that said, I got to work out on Sunday and that felt real good to move my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think everybody is going to find their groove with this, but I just wanted to call that disclaimer out. Yeah. Like, if you didn't get any workouts, don't freak out. It's, it's maybe because we were just trying it's to get purposeful. you to walk. It's purposeful. Um, so phase two is our condition phase. And this, the purpose of this phase is gut health um, mainly uh, and to continue to feed up the metabolism. So during the first phase with the cleanse, we feed people up. We are, our goal is to, I want to get pers- people eating as much as they can. Um, and for most people, they lose weight in that first phase or they maintain weight, but they just feel drastically better um, so that I can continue to feed your metabolism so that when we do get to the later phases where we, our purpose is body composition, people drop weight a lot easier. Um, but during this phase, we are focusing a lot on the gut, um, gut health, endocrine function. The gut is the key to a lot of hormonal function, glucose balance, um, optimizing of sex hormones, all of that. Um, so during this phase, we Typically, a week or two into the initial phase, we have our clients take a GI map test, depending on the client, depending on what their symptoms are. Um, We have them take our stool sample test and we get that prior to starting this phase so we can get an idea. What are we working with? You know, does someone have severe gut dysbiosis? And in that case, I'm going to probably keep them in this phase longer. Um, We're going to need to spend some more time because there's just more to have to manage or do they maybe not have that much going on? And then we can do a little bit of cleanup and focus more on solidifying the gut health um, and get them more into, you know, that that later phase of body composition focus. Um, So during this, we do what we call carb cycling with most clients. Again, um, there's a number of reasons why we carb cycle. Uh, We do usually three days of higher carb, similar to the first phase. Um, And then we do three days low carb and we pulse eradication supplements. So killer agents to help calm down high levels of bacteria. Um, And we put them in on those three high carb days. And the reason being is one, carbs feed bacteria. They they feast off of that. They want that. So you kind of pull the bacteria out and then it helps with stress. So these high carb days are stressful on the system. Uh, I'm sorry, the eradication is stressful Mm. on the system. So the high carbs helps to calm cortisol. Um, Cortisol and insulin have kind of an inverse relationship. So when you take carbs in, it helps lower cortisol levels um, to an extent. There's a lot more complexity to that, but in general. Um, And so 
that is why we do the high carb with the killers. And then we give the body a break. We pull them out on the low carb days, but then we are starving off the bacteria on those days where we're not necessarily keto, but you're pretty close. Um, Mm -hmm. We basically are just doing vegetables, high fat, uh, protein those days. Um, and yeah. so it's, it's back and forth. There's calorie differences between the two days too. And it allows us to see, is the person progressing? Cause they're going to probably feel worse on those high carb days. And so this, the more and more they move towards feeling the same on both days, the more we can kind of start to see. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, this is the other thing is like, we want to get you a little bit more like calibrated and just conditioned into fuel off of carbs or fuel off of fat. So there is metabolic conditioning happening here as well, because you're basically shocking the system for 72 hours, which it takes about 72 hours for your hormones and the gut bacteria and other things to respond. Now, not everyone goes through this. So we may put you into a conditioning where we're looking at um, more of a continued bacterial flush. Um, we're looking at more of a balanced meal plan. Maybe we have an MRT in place. You know, there we're just working towards diversity, adequate calories, adequate nourishment, and then making sure that that balance is coming from different portions of food. So you have, again, a lot of fiber in place and you're working towards, you know, nutritional beverages, maybe bone broth. We're always typically using some sort of medical food here instead of like, say like, um, a whey protein supplement, these medical foods offer many other benefits to the body. So it's going to be a multi-purpose support. So not everyone's going to be doing the carb cycling. Some people will be on their own individual plan based upon their MRT. Or if I just know that someone's not going to handle it, or they felt totally, totally, you know, crappy on it, we'll pull them back out into more of, you know, just kind of a a day-to-day, um, intake level. And, you know, again, we're managing the food. We're still mm-hmm. staying mostly Mediterranean yep. or pro-metabolic with our intake. And then when we get to phase three, this is where, you know, we, we call it the calibration phase, right? So we're looking at what are your goals? What are mm-hmm. your physique goals here? Um, we will also usually do a Dutch test around this time to optimize hormone function. Um, we're looking at training a little bit differently as well. So you may have your training come back at maybe a little bit higher intensity. Um, you might be working towards muscle building in this phase if you're not working towards fat loss. So it kind of depends upon, you know, the person, but here's where we're also doing some things such as intermittent fasting, um, working a little bit more on cellular autophagy, depending upon the person again, and what they are struggling with could be continued, uh, gut work. It could be continued blood sugar work. It could be continued detoxification. If we're really working on someone, you know, who has very high liver enzymes, for example, that will not turn around in just a couple of months. We have people coming in who have very elevated liver enzymes, history of alcohol abuse, fatty liver. We know that the liver is really burdened. If you are in that situation, it's going to take a year and it's going to take consistency and it's going to take a lot of hard work. Liver disease is no joke. This is how you die. Friend of mine, um, one of her best friends, 38 years old, died of fatty liver. It's not a joke. And I don't know why people don't understand. Alcohol literally kills you. Mm-hmm. When you consume it at high levels and you develop fatty liver and you develop alcohol-induced liver disease, you will die yeah. if you don't turn this if around. If you don't turn it around. Your, your body can only do so much. It can only heal itself so much. Mm-hmm. If you don't give it a consu- conducive environment to heal it, it can't. Um, it will compensate for as long as it can, but your body can only do that for so long. Uh, so during this phase too, like Liz was saying, if there's deeper rooted stuff, if there's like really, if there's 
maybe unforeseen disease going on, whether it's like an autoimmune condition that we just don't see, whether they're uh, like severe weight loss resistance. Um, this is the phase you have to work drainage and you have to work gut first. But then this is the phase where we may also get into like ketosis or autophagy with fasting, um, very strategic to help really kind of heal at the cellular level um, because the cells can become toxic and, and, and unable to use energy properly to where it becomes very extreme weight loss resistance situation. So the, not everyone goes there. Very few people go there, to be honest. It's like, you know, I don't even want to put a number on it, but I would say like one in 15 or 20 people end up in that situation. Um, usually most people by following these phases and then getting into more specific maybe calorie cycling, you know, strategic exercise protocols, stuff like that. Um, we can usually get people to where they want to be in that, you know, third phase. And then if it's a lot more of an extreme situation, it, it obviously takes longer. It's more extreme protocols. Um, and that's why this is so individualized and, and why, you know, it goes in the order that it does. Um, I'm just laughing because I'm like looking at my cleanse plan and how rigorous it is compared to yours for like all of our other clients. Like you guys have it easy. Oh yeah. No, I mean like some, you know, the throwing the kitchen sink at it. Right. And, and yeah. I think knowing who we are, yeah. um, it's, there is, they know that we will do. And, and also they know we have done stuff. This is something oh, else sure. that we're probably going to have a podcast on, but like, if you are someone that's done so many things in terms of supplements, in terms of diet protocols, in terms of exercise, in terms of all of that, your body is adapted. It yeah. is going to take a lot more intensity You're going to extreme. get you to react. You're going extreme. Yes. And so, yeah, um, we, we tend to start people very basic too, because I don't want reactions. Um, I don't want severe reactions. You're going to have some, but, um, yeah. Anyway, so the last phase is, is more so the control phase. So this is more maintain. You know, we want to help our clients understand how to maintain the process. So we want to get you to a place, help you get to a place, but then help you understand how to stay there. And that is why throughout this entire process, we are working on the mental and emotional piece. We are working on the mindset and the environment because if you look at the way that I explained, and it was explained to us yesterday, and I think it's a really good example is like, if you look at drug addicts, or, um, oh gosh, uh, I believe it was World War II. There was like a big heroin addiction over in Japan or somewhere over that uh, for the U.S. Mm -hmm. Army. And so the U.S. became really worried that they were all going to come back and they were going to be addicted to heroin and we were going to have this horrible outbreak of heroin addiction in the U.S. And what they found was that, because it was like one in four soldiers becoming addicted to heroin. It was something insane. And so what they found was that when they came back to the U.S., like it wasn't really a problem. Because again, you take them out of their environment, mm -hmm. you put them back. And this is why we see so a lot of people relapse from like AA when they leave AA and they go back to their environment or like a drug um, rehab center, a lot of relapse. You're in a drug rehab center, you're fine. You go back to your normal environment, you relapse. It is the same exact situation when you try to take yourself out of an environment for a period of time and then you think you can go back to your normal lifestyle of running yourself into the ground, under eating or, you know, overeating or eating all the foods that you know aren't great, reintroducing alcohol in high amounts, and you think that you're going to be fine. Like that is what got you to where you were. And so we work a lot throughout the period of like, this is a lifestyle transformation. This is not just, you know, the six months, eight months, 12 months working with us. Um, so that last phase is to kind of solidify that. Yeah. And sometimes it can be continued support if somebody's for example, secretory IgA is really, really low. Their immune system has really been wiped out. Four to six months after gut eradication protocols um, is what it's going to take to repair and rebuild. And that's what we want. We want to rebuild your house. You guys have probably heard me, if you follow me on Instagram, talk about 
Many practitioners miss this point because they get people in a six-month program or a three-month program or four-month program or whatever it is, and great, you got a test, you got some eradication, and you went on your merry way. You can't do that. You have to have the rebuilding phase of the house, and you might not have to work with a practitioner all the way through that. I would say a good chunk of my clients are like, no, I want to keep going with this because there's so many things that we've encountered or we've rechecked labs and you know things have improved, but we still have a little bit more to do. A lot of it boils down to your immune system, so we got to rebuild your house. So just don't ever forget that. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, this makes sense. I did a SIBO protocol. Now I have the symptoms coming back again. You didn't. You didn't finish the protocol. You got to tie it up. You got to wrap it up with a nice bow, make it pretty and keep it pretty. So Mm -hmm. hopefully this helps you understand what we do at Fit Mom Lifestyle. If you're interested in setting up a time to chat with us about your individual situation, click the link in the show notes. You can schedule a call with our team, talk with myself, talk with Becca. It's a free strategy call and we will take a deep dive into what we think might be going on with you, give you some advice on what we would recommend in terms of testing. We do pride ourselves, I would say, on trying to do minimal testing because we know it's an investment, but sometimes there are layers um, that we need to you know, look at a little bit deeper. And we'll let you know that as we go, you know, through, but you can click the link in the show notes to schedule a call with us. And we hope that you have a fantastic Monday.